0: You say about, like, you know, like someone like Elliot Smith, uh, maybe he doesn't do that kind of thing, but again, I feel like he and I, uh, this is it feels like it's a, a poor taste analogy, but the best way it can yeah, be no, is like he yeah, opens absolutely. up his heart, I, I, you know what I, I'm I, saying, and, and his thing, music, I mean, it, every, every has
1: different, um, different, yeah, uh, oh, I, yeah, I just got it, um, F,
2: uh. <laughs> this is High Decibels.
0: Live music recaps in New York City and beyond. Hey, you people. You're listening to High Decibels, an NYC-based live music podcast. We check out the artists we love in New York City venues and beyond and report back to you. I'm Marlia.
2: And I'm James. And it's been a while. Everybody knows that we've been stuck inside for a couple weeks now. Uh, Hasn't really been a whole lot of live music going on. And considering that's sort of the point of what we do, we decided to get a little bit creative. And we messaged uh, an artist that we are big fans of that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast uh, and just to see if he'd be willing to talk to us. So we just had a a nice uh, long chat with Eli from The Living Strange, a band that we've been championing here pretty much from the beginning so we were very very excited to be able to do that and give you some kind of content um if you're listening to this we're also probably looking to post it as video as well which should be really really exciting and the places you could find that is instagram at high decibels pod also on twitter facebook um maybe we'll do a youtube video that that's possible um and also if you could look for us on reddit all that is at high decibels pod and that's for the usual clips picks discussions and more um That's most of our post content in in these days, but we'd love some kind of uh, interaction anyway uh, during these times. See what you might want to hear, anybody you might want us to try and talk to, uh, anything that you might be interested in us discussing. Um, And if you're listening to this, listen to it on Spotify, SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe or follow as well. We'll go a long way into uh, giving us any kind of exposure during uh, all of this.
0: Yeah, it certainly is a challenging time. And, you know, as James put it, uh, we are in the position right now where we can't really do what we do. Uh, But uh, that being said, um, when we get back to normal times, um, just to keep in mind that we do offer the opportunity to executive produce a show and basically what that means is that uh, you pick a show that you'd like us to go check out somewhere in the tri-state area a favorite band of yours or maybe uh something you want us to hate watch you know whatever and uh you get those tickets and we'll cover the show uh if you're there we'll hang out uh and you're welcome to come on the show as a guest uh in person remotely we can read off your notes or you know maybe you just want to hear uh, our take on it, whatever works. Hopefully we'll all be like gunning to get out there and check out some live music. Once we actually have the opportunity to do that again. Um, Also too, as James said, uh, we're actively interested in uh, interviewing uh, artists um, that we've seen, you know, or not. And uh, you know, specifically to talk to them about the, their live performances and, um, and what they're doing now at this time where that's not a possibility. So uh, check out this interview that we had with lead singer, lead guitarist, songwriter of the band The Living Strange, Eli Sokolow. I hope you enjoy. Here we go.
2: Thanks so much, Eli, by the way. Oh, no, it's like coming through as well.
3: Is that coming through?
0: You guys, we're here with Eli Sokolow, if I'm saying that right, this time of The Living Strange. Uh, Again, because we are in quarantine right now, uh, we are uh, doing the best that we can. And um, it gives us an opportunity, since we can't go to live shows, to interview some of our favorite people that we have seen in the past. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good, good uh so uh james and i um stumbled on living strange james it was i uh, Oh, i know the exact which- one
2: uh you okay, it yeah. was you guys and then deep sea peach tree and parlor mob and i came for parlor oh, yeah, mob at, at elsewhere. and it was elsewhere elsewhere yep it's the first time so we just we have our thing where we we always come for the openers and seeing you guys is specifically the reason why because if we hadn't shown up when we did we wouldn't have discovered you guys right there and you know uh, you you, so far the only band we've talked about More than once on the podcast <laughs> And to top it all off We fucking mention you guys like every other episode So we're just like we were really glad that you agreed to do this
0: Hell yeah Definitely uh, I think after that uh, We saw you guys at Strange Fest mm,
2: I got the t-shirt And
0: then And then uh, James saw you guys at a house show And then um, We both saw you at Knitting Factory Yeah So uh, I guess like You know one thing i want to ask you is like how is it like you're a musician and your whole thing is to be out i mean you record but like a big part of it is being out there in front of people and you can't do that now like how are how are you doing in all of this and how's the band doing
1: um well the band i mean we're very adaptable people um so we're just kind of doing our best i mean i think we had a lot of things canceled which is disappointing um on a lot of levels. I mean like on, but at the same time, it's just, this is like such a bigger situation that even though I'm kind of like, Oh man, like that would have been so much fun or like, you know, we would have gotten paid or, you know, things like that. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. I feel like what we do feel so unimportant when like life and death be become like the, <laughs> the uh, I guess the barometer sure. that I, I don't feel yeah. that bad. Um, and honestly, especially this year leading up to this moment, I have really been pretty isolated individually, like outside of playing shows. So it's funny because before this whole thing, I was kind of saying to myself, okay, I should, you know, crawl out of my cave and like, you know, be more social and uh, get around. And I just now everyone is kind of doing what i have been doing for the last like couple months because i was finishing a degree i was working on a lot of recording projects sure and i was um uh in general i mean i you know i love my friends but i'm kind of the person who like i have like a few friends that i'm super close with but i don't i don't like to Mm. you know have a ton of random like half friend people that i see you know going out or whatever so yeah, it's funny though because my birthday party, um, I had to cancel it. So when all this is done, I'm gonna have a great birthday party. <laughs> my birthday. When was, was your March, birthday? March twelfth.
2: You're 21 now.
1: <sighs> yeah, 21 years old. And you're finally, and oh, I couldn't honey. even go
2: out for it, man. That sucks. All right, yeah, well, I know, you gotta make sure that so, uh, yeah, you gotta make sure you make up for it.
1: All the all the more reason to have a great party after all of it. But honestly. I don't know. Like, sure, there's definitely times where I'm kind of freaking out. But I think that a couple of things that keep me at bay are just like one, just continuing to work on things like kind of understanding. I mean, this is in my life. Personally, I've had to accept it, you know, in several different moments that like whatever my circumstances is it's just out of my hands. Like there's just nothing I can do about it. Um, and I feel like, yeah, especially
2: this, I mean, you, you can't plan for a global pandemic, you yeah, know, ex-
1: exactly. And so because of that, to me, right. I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like I'm letting myself down by doing anything. Like there's no right or wrong in this time. Like sometimes I'm like, I want to get a lot of work done and it'll be great. And other times I'm like, if I do nothing right now, it's really okay. Um, and so I think it's just healthy to maintain that balance but that's something anyways like working from home on you know music production and things like that um, that in general comes into play because a lot of times like when I would be producing records and mainly working in my room or in other rooms in my apartment um, I would you know often kind of have a, a weird balance of always getting something done and always not doing something at the same time you know where I, I might be sure. asleep in my bed, but also, like, I am thinking, like, right now, I could be mixing the, you know, song we track today, and sometimes I will, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's 3 a.m., and I'm awake, I might as well just do it, um, and so I don't know, I feel like not having a normal schedule, I've been kind of used to doing that sort of stuff, but it's crazy. I don't know, you know, like what is time uh, time is, is not real. <laughs> like what is know? time right now? Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> it's I, gone. I think the band is co- How? the good thing about the band is we recorded a bunch of songs instrumentally before this that I just needed to do vocals on. So I have those and I can just finish oh, them wow. myself. So that's really great. Nice. Yeah. And then we're still writing some music um, together. But it's the kind of thing where we because especially because a lot of the stuff that we've been doing especially now is a, b- a bit more electronic. It's much easier to do remotely. You know, you don't have to be in the same mm-hmm. room to do it. Getting stuff done, um, but also kind of staying relaxed about it. Like there's no real deadline. I mean, it's, I am glad though because we are still on the on the inside doing some things. Like uh, we're about to sign a management deal, so that's cool. Um Great, oh, good awesome. for you guys. Yeah, but.
2: Is that breaking news on, on High Decibels podcast?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Did they did did they hear it first um, here? But is this an exclusive the same, <laughs>
1: even then, like we might not be playing any shows until the fall. I, you know, we were supposed to do a summer tour and that got moved to the fall. Mm-hmm. Um it, so we're just kind Where was like, the tour gonna be? So it was going to be primarily the East Coast, but then also um some West Coast action because we were booked for a, a festival in California and that's where you're from right yeah, you're from yeah, the West from California
0: you're from the West coast right LA. yeah you
2: know right before all of this came down I was in LA I was I was supposed to be there for a vacation and a not only did everything close down in like the three days that I was there I had c- canceled it cut it short flew back to New York but B it was also the one time of year where it actually rains there so oh, I didn't yeah. even <laughs> get to like go to LA and ex- and oh, experience no like the yeah. yeah, the place famous for its perfect weather when I'm there for a weekend, it literally rained the entire time, oh, man, so I didn't even get so to silly. experience that city at all
1: damn
0: I would ask you too, like how often do you actually communicate with the other band members?
1: pretty frequently um obviously it depends on yeah. what we're doing I mean when we're not in this um circumstance, I live with Nico, so I'll talk to him like every mm-hmm. day um and. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I'll talk to Ben at least once a week, um, but usually more. But during Mm -hmm. this, it's I don't know. It's kind of been because it's on me now to finish these songs. I haven't been talking to them that much outside of like we have a weekly check in to just like make sure that we're all doing anything we're supposed to be doing, because it's like we... Are on this schedule of putting out songs and ma- making videos, and even though we're d- in this quarantine, we're still making videos. So um, because of that, we Great. just need to have creative meetings and uh, talk about filming stuff. So we are putting out a song, a new song on Monday, and a video a week after that. And then we ha- we're making the video right now that we'll put out in May. We're making videos, and and we're other than I mean, even then, like I've done. I think three or four live stream concerts and Nico did a live stream concert. Ben did a live stream concert. So we're all keeping busy in really any way we can.
0: Speaking of concerts, like we actually because uh, one of the things that we really wanted to uh, to get into like, with like really because we what we do is we cover live shows. And uh, we always felt like, hey, when we we interview people, we we love to talk to them about like our perspective from from the show. It's kind of like uh, our segment that we call like uh, it was good for us. Was it good for you, too? um so i just want to like backtrack james can you just like talk about what your experience was for the house show and i would love to hear how, like what eli's experience was playing that show yeah
2: i do want to talk about that because uh what always stands out to me is like my buddy drake who was there too and i showed up awkwardly early yeah <laughs> and then we came in and you guys like we're looking at us i don't think it's I, I think i think it just like one thing said seven o'clock and so i showed up then you're like no it was really like eight it was just whatever Yeah, all the, I, that's you, the, it's, it's like i had mentioned before
1: punk time
2: oh okay so yeah yeah and here i am i have the whole thing to show up on time so you don't miss anything and, and this that time it bit me in the ass but there was that bar right nearby yeah um, right, but anyway so you know we got there it's right so we got there is that tiny room everybody's crammed in it's hot as hell um man so those are all just friends of yours or those fellow musicians just people that you guys know
1: yeah i don't remember i mean we've had so many shows like that at the apartment. Sure. Um, so, I mean, usually it's a mix. I mean, I might know half the people there or, you know, three quarters of the people there. Um, there's always some people I don't know, but I, I like, I mean, I don't do mm-hmm. those anymore at my own house. Um, cause I just kind of uh, got uh, burned out from it. But I think that doing it is a great way to meet people. It's a good way to meet good musicians. Mm-hmm. And just kind of um, really anyone in that scene I mean like obviously any scene you know has different kind of subgroups or whatever of social groups but I feel like uh, most of the people that I've met at those shows um, are, are usually really creative really cool people um, so at that one I think it was, we played with a boy named John and what was do mm-hmm. you remember what other band? human man oh yeah okay so human man i I think what that Mm. show was is human man they are so hard
0: to find
1: well so i don't think that they're a band anymore yeah they they, uh they were a band um and then the singer moved to rome and uh
2: like rome new york or rome rome rome
1: Rome. wow bella i know and um
2: good good for him rome is incredible
1: that guy is a great great performer but um they, I, I heard that they were coming back or he was coming back to New York and they wanted to play some shows. So then I contacted them to do, to cool. do that show. Yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> can, I, can I ask you about, I, I would love to like uh, ask you about the Knitting Factory show, the one, most recent one that we went to. Um, that show, it's really interesting that you were saying earlier that you seem to be a guy that often keeps to himself. And it's like on stage, you'd like never know it. It's like it's like night and day. There's this extrovert. And there was this I don't know. I really, really enjoyed that show a lot. It really rocked hard. But honestly, the my favorite thing that you did was I and I honestly I wish I could remember the name of the song. I think it might have been the first time I heard it. it was this ballad. And you were I don't know if you planned this or it was improvised, but you were like leaning down and like grabbing people's hands Uh, in the front row and it took me back
1: i was probably playing you're so beautiful ballad song
2: yes yeah yeah yeah. that was the one huh
0: and it took me back because uh when i was a little kid i remember (laughs) watching this clip of air supply on some show you know And, you know, Russell Hitchcock, the lead singer of Air Supply, I think he really fancies himself a ladies' man. Because not only was he doing that, but he was, like, handing out, like, roses to the ladies in the front row. Just one after the other. I'm so obsessed with this clip I've, like, actually tried to find out on the Internet, and I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, Russell Hitchcock, roses, nothing. But I was, like, thinking of that. And the thing about it was, like, even as, like, a five-year-old, as much as enamored as I was to, like, think about having that kind of attention, uh, w- uh, which was what probably what he his intended effect was. I was also very amused by it, because even at that age, I, I sure. knew that that was corny. Sure. I knew that that was silly. And then when you did that, I was like, I was, again, equal parts enamored and very amused, but I was like, he knows that this is kind of funny, <laughs> you know? And it was just, it's such a delightful feeling to have, just like relishing in something that is so like silly and i was like thank you for letting me experience that again oh
1: sure you know what i i think that um well a couple things i mean one i think i really like performing because i feel like i can kind of embody an energy that i don't usually have in my day-to-day and i feel like to me that's like why i like to do it as much as i can because it's like getting all this energy out so that in my day to day, I feel like I don't need to see anybody, <laughs> you know, I can just be chill. Um, and ah, because I like, yeah, I, yeah, I like I the it. idea also of, cause I feel like being in a band, um, if you're on the stage or what I won't speak for other people, but when I'm on stage, I think it's really important to put on a captivating show because ultimately Otherwise, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the audience. I feel like if I'm asking people um, or the venue's asking people or whatever, the show is asking people to pay money to come see the show, I feel like they should leave feeling like they experienced something. And I really am not connected to a lot of the energy that I see from some of my um, peers in Brooklyn who um think that it's too passe to put on a performance i don't know like i see a lot of bands mm. that just kind of stand there because moving around is lame or because whatever and to, to me i think that um ultimately that kind of behavior is i think that that's just like people who are are, are afraid <laughs> <laughs> to 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 be judged. Or maybe yeah. That's so funny you, know? that you see this Is this
0: like literally something it's, that James and I have talked about uh, so on our podcast? On, t- talked on top about of this all that thing. yeah.
2: On top of all that, do you do you know the band Matt and Kim?
1: Yeah, I do, yeah
2: so they are similar like they i remember reading about them and when they started out years ago also in brooklyn they were like they said the same thing they're like so many brooklyn bands are just up there and they look bored and they were like we didn't want to be that and so to this day i i still consider them like my favorite live act because they still put on such a good show you know, and you guys are the same way. So when you were the first act on, you know, I'm going to go back to this Parlor Mob show. You guys are the first act on, there's like 10 people there, and you're absolutely bringing it the entire time. It didn't matter if it was two people right there. Yeah. So that's honestly like when I see that. And not to say that, like, musically, you guys are all great on top of it all. You guys are making great music. But when I mm-hmm. see that on stage, I'm automatically drawn in and I'm automatically, like, friendlier to whatever this band is because at least you're, like, trying to engage with me.
1: Yeah, bit. well, to me, it's it's really about connecting as people. And I think that's not even... Sure. That. It's more about that than it is about music. Music is, like, one facet of that. But I think that... um that's kind of, yeah i don't know that's the point of it because if someone feels like they connected to you ultimately they can put on the record at home and hear all the details you know and um mm-hmm. understand maybe some of the stuff that was lost in translation but uh especially given just how fast paced life is how much information everybody gets all the time it's really effective to to be active on the stage to be um kind of doing Mm -hmm. something i think like i said i think a lot of the inoffensive behavior and i don't mean like uh, inoffensive in a literal sense i just mean like as far as you know being very reserved um comes from a place Mm -hmm. of you know not wanting to um put yourself out there not wanting to be judged and there are some projects where i totally get it like i would not expect elliot smith to be dancing around that would be stupid. That's not what it's about, <laughs> right? But ultimately, you know, we're a loud band, and I think that, um, yeah, it's just it physically it has to it has to match it all, and it's so fun. Like I have such a good time when I play, and I think that's mm. the thing. Like, it never feels like a chore. It's like honestly, my favorite thing to do is to play shows. Um, so, I'm glad that you both were at that show. That was probably one of my favorite shows we've played.
0: It's funny what you say about like, you know, like someone like Elliot Smith, uh, maybe he doesn't do that kind of thing. But again, I feel like he, and I, uh, this is, feels like is a, a poor taste analogy, but the best way I can yeah, pass, no, like he opens uh, up his heart, and, you know what and, I'm saying? in his thing, music, I mean, every, every James, has
1: different, um, different, yeah. uh, Oh, I, yeah, I just got it. Um, F, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah, I think that, uh, Everybody has their own way of connecting. You don't have to connect in the same way.
0: Your, your show was such like a breath of fresh air for us because we had just come off the heels of, uh, you know, a couple of bands that we had seen that did not only didn't bring kind of energy have but they didn't bring their heart to the stage. They really just, it was like a wall. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It was like, do we even need to be here? And uh, so your show, you know, was like such a nice uh, turn of events for us where we just felt like, oh, he wants us to be here. Do you know what I'm saying? And he, <laughs> he wants to be yeah. here and you know i'm really i'm well I'm the really big thing
2: is like the best shows are where the bands up there and they look like they're having as much if yeah. not more fun than us in the crowd oh, you know yeah, if you want yeah. me as a fan to have fun then i want to see that on stage you always see that so keep that up seriously Thank can
0: i you. ask you about the the half like half one color and half the other color like can where'd you come up with that
1: um well yeah i i mean we do it now at every show um To kind of just bring our our uh, visual element more to the stage because a lot of our graphics are pink and black and I like the idea that because Mm. we're a band instead of all having our own thing we're like one like to me it's like so Nico's all pink I'm half and half and uh, Ben is black and it's like um, when we're all together I feel like we're something greater than each of us alone. And so so to me, I kind of wanted to just visually show that to to an audience. Um, But I think uh, in in terms of coming up with that outfit, I wanted something that was unique, that felt, um, I don't know, it felt cool, but it wasn't like necessarily um of a specific time or place um because i mean Mm. all kinds of acts wear jumpsuits you know devo wears jumpsuits brock hampton wears jumpsuits you know there's a lot of jumpsuit artists but ultimately it's not like there was a time when every band wore a jumpsuit um or at least every rock band, (laughs) um, maybe boy bands Mm, or something. But I think that, yeah. So for (laughs) me that, and then the half and half thing, I was thrift shopping and I, there's a half and half sweater that I really liked. Um, and then later in time, unrelated to that, I was dying my hair. It was, I blonde hair and I was dying it, um, red. And I got to the halfway point and I just looked in the mirror and I felt man, I should just keep it like this. So on the spot, I decided to not dye the other half. And um, then after having the sweater and the hair, I was like, you know what? I like this half and half thing because to me what it kind of means is that um, we're more than one thing at once. And I think that that's totally true. Like a lot of the music and the songs and the lyrics, you know, we might be pulling from two completely different areas of music uh which is probably Mm. not obvious to the listener i think it's a really personal part of the process of creating because everybody has different associations when they hear certain sounds um so to me i just wanted to i wanted to wear something that felt unique memorable and ultimately uh described kind of what what the music was like i feel like if the band was a piece of clothing that's what it would be you know
0: and y'all are more than the sum of your parts, sir. I will say that. Um, that that show that we saw, uh, you know, at Knitting Factory, uh, a couple of bands. Uh, we we really got into. There was Grey Hunter. We liked them, and we really like the Values. Sure, like we a saw lot. them again. And, yeah. Like what what are your what are your thoughts on those bands, and what's your connection well, to them? This is my nice. value shirt, by the way.
1: <laughs> I've known the Values yeah. <laughs> for a while. Um, I've seen them go through a bunch of different incarnations of uh with their lineup and stuff and i think they're really good um especially you know it's cool like i i prefer for us to play with more electronic acts because ultimately i feel like usually those acts aren't as loud as us and it just it it allows for a good balance of energy um Mm. where us playing somehow feels refreshing after that not in a mean way but just in a like it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like you've just been hit with loud music for you know three bands and now there's another one and you're like oh great you know <laughs> more loud mm. um, it's very like and now for something exactly. completely different yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah I, I love that
2: that's the challenge of going to like certain shows like so what i like about this brooklyn scene is every there really is no it's not like the brooklyn punk scene right now it's just there's just all kinds of music going on and I feel like a lot of times in other maybe in other scenes or in other eras like if you go to a show it's a punk show and then you get three punk bands yeah. and then to me by the end of that that's less interesting than if it's like with that band it's like that was a sort of more post hardcore band yeah, to start off answer. and then the values which are are an 80s dance rock band it's you know they wear that on their sleeves and then you guys are you know you're rock and with a, plenty of other influences, but you know, rock at your yeah, core. Absolutely. So it was great to just have some variety there.
0: Who are some of your biggest um, influences?
1: My biggest influences, it, okay, well, it really ranges, but there's a couple of all-time favorites. Like an easy one, although here's what I'll say: is a lot of the things I'm influenced by, I don't necessarily try and emulate. You know, so that's like sure, that's, that's part fine, of it yeah. too. Because I feel like as a band, I never want um, to feel like, like the type of band where you could say, man, they clearly love so-and-so. You know, like that's like something I feel like in New mm-hmm. York, you get a lot of that kind of, oh, that person clearly loves Mac DeMarco or they clearly love The Strokes. And, uh, you know, no hate on either of those acts or acts inspired by them. But I feel like um, that's just part of my goal, I guess, when I write music. Um, so influences. Um, my all-time favorite band is Radiohead. I think that that's a fairly common amongst people. Good one. Um, <laughs> mm. I just love it. I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's a good um, choice.
0: And that's a reason. There's a reason for yeah, that, though. I, it's I, not a bandwagon thing. They're a yeah, brilliant I, band. I mean, I don't
1: think that we sound like Radiohead at all. But I I I don't know. I think that just uh, compositionally, um, that's just really strong music. But as far as um, You know the types of things we're enjoying now uh i'm influenced by um by death grips i'm influenced by um melanie martinez i'm influenced by Mm. um i really like her i i watched her movie the other day and that was cool uh you know, I mean, every all the classic bands I love because I grew up studying, you know, all that music. So I to me, you know. Um, my teenage years, I really just focused on, yeah, all, all, all the music from really the 50s to the 90s was just every, you know, so. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah so t- to me, cool. I was really into all the classic. I could hear those influences, too. Yeah, so. All the classic 60s music, psychedelic music, um, you know. Uh, Jefferson Airplane, uh, you know uh, mm. the the weird Beach Boys, not the early Beach Boys. Yeah, the fun uh, Beach Boys. And, yeah, oh and, my God, yeah. love well, some the,
0: weird Beach Boys. Yeah, and
1: and stuff like that. And but then also, I mean, really, like I I do listen to a lot of things. I mean, I really like listening to uh, George Clinton or listening to um, you know something completely on the opposite you know spectrum like uh, maybe i'll listen to um george gershwin uh or Mm -hmm. i'll listen to um even just like you know ambient music or or different things um ben really likes Aphex twin that comes through in their drumming style nico really likes skrillex i think that also comes through at the end of the set um nice yeah I know it's funny how many indie bands actually like Skrillex. It's so, f- that's weird. Um, <laughs> but um, I, and, but also, <laughs> un- I'm like, un- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Skrillex is dope. Um, but um, yeah, for, for me, I had a year where I was really into kind of this really dark music because I was in a weird place. So I was listening to Daughters a lot, you know, that band i don't think they're so. a band from rhode island they put out an album in 2018 called you won't get what you want that is like just a total fuck you to music <laughs> um and good stuff
2: and, all right check was, that I was, out daughters I then that,
1: and i was really into some rap songs from earl sweatshirt um mm, with super dreary mm. kind of uh washed out hip-hop album but then I, it just got to me where I feel like I I needed a total change. And I was like, what if I just listened to all the music that I just pushed away forever? So I was like, fuck it. What if I listened to mm-hmm. Rihanna and Katy Perry and like, you know, pop music and the stuff that, that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's off limits. I'm not supposed to listen to that because that's not cool or whatever. And I really stopped Uh caring about wanting to be cool in that regard. And it was cool because it kind of came in tandem with a couple of um, jobs in music production um, that were more in that style, you know, like writing for some other artists um, and producing Mm. some pop kind of stuff. And because of that, I feel like it changed how I looked at a lot of composition and music in general. And it's it's not an ironic thing to me. Like I think there's something to like out of all music. So at this point, like I might go between listening. I mean, even on my phone, like you know, I can let you know the last few things I liked on Spotify. Um, go but, for uh, it. But I just loving, I I it's
2: very Kevin Parker review what yeah, you just well, said just, though. I
1: mean, I I think that there's a lot to be learned from all kinds of um, music. Sure. Ultimately. You know and especially if i'm going to be working on something that is a certain style i want to know how it's made you know i can't just bullshit that and be like oh well i've only listened Mm -hmm. to indie music but i'm supposed to make a beat that is you know could be you know an ellie golding type beat or something and it's just like right you gotta know what you're doing but okay so the last couple of things i liked here uh phoebe bridgers kyoto that was good um Freddie Dredd, Opal, uh, Oliver Tree, <laughs> Let Me Down, his last song in quotes. I don't know if that's really his last song. Um, Frank Ocean, Death Yeah, we'll Grips. see about that. Um, Kenny Rogers, The Garden. Gu-
2: now that's Garden. a
1: leap.
0: Um, Oh my God. I was supposed to
2: see them with Me George Clayton opening. Me too, that Yeah, That got canceled. Yeah, that was, you were yeah, going to be there? That was like I, last week, right?
1: Um, have followed them for quite some time, although I'll say – I'll give up my points and say that when they first came out, I really didn't like it. Like I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, because yeah, really. they were in California, so, funny. so I had uh, the local shows.
2: Uh, so you, you even yeah, got I'm them before saying, then, yeah. They, before I really, even probably in the found early-
1: them um times and i just didn't get it at all i was just because i was listening to super classic rock so i was like i'm i'm listening to like humble pie or like led zeppelin like i don't i don't want the garden but now i love them i think that that's really great Uh, especially mirror might steal your charm i saw them um in the fall of um 2018 and that was a great show at elsewhere with uh machine girl that was cool
2: Cool. This one was supposed to be at this one was um, at Warsaw, I think. Where was it? Warsaw, that's right. Yeah, it was supposed to be at Warsaw. You know what's funny, I actually um discovered them because of George Clinton and I don't I can't even tell you how I discovered George Clinton, but I know I've been following him on Facebook since oh, sure. he was mirror kisses. And he's I have so zero, good. I, I I like looking back, he just always album. pops up. Yeah, he just always pops up on my Facebook. And I'm like, oh, hey, this guy again, that's right.
0: You, you guys, I I, I, I want to jump in here just because I, I was just looking at the Zoom clock. And I know this cuts off at 40 minutes. And I'm just worried that I'm not sure if we'll be able to start another one. And I don't want to lose uh, the recording. I just, I wanted to make sure that in case we can't start up another one, which hopefully we can so we can keep talking uh, in these last three minutes, if you could just like quickly like go over uh something that you're working on now if you want to play a couple bars
1: on monday um we're, we're putting out a song called in another life so i'll play that song and <laughs> I, I have okay, the, cool. the guitar going uh direct on my end so it'll sound better than this oh nice nice nice, nice, nice.
3: nice. Seems like there's a point to any of the scenes why whoever wrote that shit was high.
2: heard you play that live too so it's cool that's finally getting um released oh yeah I'm stoked. excited for I'm that I'm
1: glad that's coming out uh-huh.
0: I guess what guys the video didn't cut off we're still yeah, going it's All right, I really thought it was going. going no I'm so glad I was like oh okay good we got the whole song yeah so. but I it's just good I was like, just in case I was call. like I wanted to make sure that we got we got a piece of that because now I can ask you like because I know James you wanted to talk a little bit about like songwriting influence right and yeah. definitely. this might be a good time to do that
2: you know, so you obviously you guys have released quite a bit already, you know, for a pretty young band. Um, I remember reading an old article where you said that uh, you release a lot because you write a lot. And there was a time where you were also doing almost all of the recording. True. How much does that change now? Like, is it more of a, of a yeah, it's is it more totally, of still mostly you or
1: totally uh, more collaborative at this point? I got to cool. the kind of place where I felt like I really wanted people to balance ideas off of and I already had great musicians around me, but I just wasn't really open to it because I had such an idea of what I wanted. Um, but that really changed at the beginning of last year. Uh, and ultimately, because of that, I just kind of uh, decided, you know, if I'm working on something instead of just saying my way or the highway, how about, you know, I'll send it over. What do you guys think of this? Um, you know, how about and then maybe one of them comes up with a different thing. I mean, a lot of these songs maybe come out of beats that I made with Nico um, because we live together. So most nights we like to make music together um, and then we'll just take. whatever. Oh, my God. We, what a great arrangement. Actually, my God. Yeah. We, and we just take whatever we think is worth making into a song um, and then, uh, you know, build it out more but i've i've really appreciated that because i think people like music for different reasons so if you can make one piece of music that satisfies three different people's uh needs in uh, in music then it's a stronger piece of music mm-hmm. than if it's just one person's point of view you know
2: so those first two albums though that's like pretty much just you
1: um okay gunk is me and ben ben and i okay Uh uh-huh and um baby on cement is mostly me ben plays on i think uh four of those songs or three of those songs and then travis or under the weather by travis whatever Mm -hmm. verbose title um is me ben and nico but all of the songs were my songs and I was making the calls Mm -hmm. as far as you know it wasn't a lot of oh for my part I want to play this it was more like this is what your part is Um, but Mm -hmm. that's different now at this point I feel like uh, if I want to operate like that I don't think I should do it within the context of a band with these musicians I think it makes more sense Uh, I mean I still write like the the top line, if you will, like the lyrics and melody, mm-hmm. um, which I think is natural because I'm singing it and I'm the front person. So ultimately being connected to that is important. Um, but I mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, on a different level, it's like we, you know, both of uh, my bandmates are so talented that I think um, it's cool to be able to kind of have a think tank of music and say, you know, that thing would be even cooler if we, you know, uh changed it or something. I hear how that. do you guys find each other? I met Ben when I was ten at a music program for children to play classic rock. Um <laughs> and um Oh wow, and cool that's
0: like, great actually. Like <laughs> school of rock yeah, kind of like Yeah
1: exactly. It was it was funny too because Ben and I knew each other and played music together but weren't really friends until I was like probably fourteen. 13. And so in that time we would make plans with each other and get lunch and stuff but not really talk which I think is just funny because mm. to, to me I feel like we were preparing to spend a lot of hours together. Um and as far as Nico <laughs> As it turns out, I yeah. I met Nico in New York City, but Nico's from Pittsburgh. I met him um because we had a different person in our band named Lucas, and uh, Lucas was friends with Nico, um, so he brought Nico in. James, so. did you
0: have any other, like, songwriting thing, uh, things that you wanted to ask about?
2: Well, we kind of touched on them already, if I'm okay. being honest. Because so. yeah. I want
0: to ask you a couple of things, because you you're a whole person, uh, and there's other things <laughs> going like on um, in your life. Uh-huh. So i was curious as to like what what your degree is that you're pursuing. Number one and number two, like what 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 uh, what you're up to uh, right now when you're not doing music. Okay, like, well, what are you watching, Tiger so, King? Like I don't know, what are you doing? Oh
1: God, yeah, I finished the degree.
0: It's a yeah, we'll we'll degree. talk about that. <laughs> um,
1: and um, good stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, so I finished the degree. It was a, a business degree, and ultimately, um, you know, I. Uh, finished high school early after 10th grade. I tested out and I started doing this business degree. Um, and I've been doing it while you know doing audio production work and while teaching and while uh touring and recording and you know all that stuff. And um, for me, uh I don't really see myself working in an office or even working for a company that isn't music related in in some way, but Mm. I think um, it's just helpful because I'm running a business. I mean, I would say I'm running more than one business because when I'm doing, you know, work with the band, we ultimately um, are you know effectively like a small business and we make you know merchandise and that's its own business and we Mm -hmm. you know are um you know trying to monetize our music in any way we can which is its own ordeal and then we have a you know business out of our our live shows and then you know my personal production work is business in, in and of itself as well um and so being able to just learn about you know how to communicate effectively, how to lead, how to um, diplomatically handle a disagreement, how to uh, know you know what's uh, binding and what isn't legally, um, you know stuff like that. Mm. I think is just really helpful. Um, so ultimately, uh, that was kind of the motivation with with the degree. Um, and outside of music, no
0: way you're twenty one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm like no way you're music.
0: 21 this is like a this is a pr thing
1: <laughs> no i wish <laughs> we would get more pr i think that the pr cuts off at 20 i don't think anyone cares after that <laughs> um as far as as far as being,
0: <laughs> then, then you're on your being own
1: being a young person because i've been playing f- for for a long time yeah, what I mean, stupid I've been...
0: things do you do do you do anything stupid <laughs> my,
1: i my life is stupid I, um,
0: <laughs> no, it's not. That's a thing. It's so together.
1: I know it's not. I, um, what do I do? Well, on this quarantine, in this quarantine, I've been watching some movies. I watched Tiger King, which was fascinating. Um, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, she fed her husband to a tiger. There's no fucking way. This, that dude,
2: that dude got th- eaten by a tiger.
1: I agree also i thought it was cool because mark uh the singer of devo did the music for that um which is just a cool oh i didn't know that really yeah he did i had no he idea has a studio uh where he scores stuff like that um and he yeah he did that but uh thought that was cool
2: that's faster i had no idea the
1: other day i watched a documentary um that was essentially it was about the 20s on, in america and it, it was narrated over there was no interviews but it was narrated over footage of all the events that were colorized so they took all this black and white footage and colored it and i thought that was so cool i love stuff like that because i feel like it honestly was comforting to see all these things that even you know at the time and in retrospect they're pretty terrible things you know in terms of the stock market or like you know the the flood or you know uh like riots Mm. or things like that to just kind of remind myself, like the world has always been fucking crazy. And there's no way that right now is, you know, the only time that people have felt like they have no idea what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, I bet that, you know, all throughout time, especially mm. in this country, but in general, there's always been some crazy shit. I mean, I think about like the world wars, like people probably felt like the world really was ending. Mm. And, you know, here we are uh, that much later. Um Obviously, there's bigger existential threats in terms of climate change and things like that. But I thought it was just a cool documentary to watch um, because I, it, it made something that felt very foreign at first, um, super, uh, you know, um, human, I guess, or uh, like I was felt connected to seeing it. Mm. Um, uh, and then outside of that, I watched uh, I never saw Mad Max Fury Road until the other night. And that was fucking crazy. Good one. That Good was, movie. That was, Good that movie. Was ma- I I'll say it was magnificent because, okay, like on a, on a That's pure, a masterpiece. A, I would argue that. It's a, a legitimate masterpiece of a movie. Pieces, every shot looks like it's a painting. Like that was so well composed. And oh, yeah. I think that um, – I mean, I know they were in pre-production for like, you know, a decade plus on that or something. But it's yeah. like – that, do you
2: ever do you ever follow how they did that? Uh, how they I, they didn't like write a script or anything. They storyboarded everything. Yeah. First, that's how they that's how they laid it all out as they storyboarded everything, and that's sort of why that's interesting. they ended up that having such striking me, visuals with it. Isn't that cool?
1: It kind of reminds me. Have you ever seen um the documentary Hodorovsky's Dune?
0: No, not at all.
1: The it's so it's this this director um who uh made a lot of kind of art films in the seventies like most famous one is holy mountain uh or the holy mountain um mm. okay which is a super crazy awesome uh piece of cinema and um he was going to direct the movie for dune and he put together a booklet of every shot um before having a script or anything and actually i mean there's a lot more details that are crazy like this so this the cast mm. had um a lot of really uh, interesting people in it, but among them, um, it had Salvador Dali and it had Mick Jagger in it, and um, wait, stop! And who were they going to play? Um, I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. And um, Pink uh-huh. Floyd were going to work on the soundtrack, and <laughs> Get it was out. what happened. I did hear that yeah, actually. And, yeah, I did hear about that. Got, that Pink
2: Floyd wanted to do the soundtrack for. They a got movie. shut
1: down um, by the studio, who said ultimately they didn't think that it was going to uh, do well but um or they didn't have the money for it or something maybe it was that they you know and the guy the director trained his son in martial arts to be like the main protagonist <laughs> Um, it's crazy. That is but, yeah, um, so really. sad that this movie but, didn't happen. What's beautiful? Though about the movie is that he kind of says because he creatively envisioned it and made the booklet of every shot, he feels like he made it. And ultimately, all of the cartoonists and you know story people that he brought on to work on it went on to do seminal films and brought like certain elements of that into all these other films. So like part of the documentary is showing after the fact side by side comparisons of like the booklet that they made. And then, you know, maybe something from predator or maybe something from star Wars or, you know, things where it's like, Oh sure. The movie didn't get made, but it's cultural impact kind of still happened through all these different people who were involved taking it and putting it in different, um, movies point being that kind of process I think is similar. And I think I love stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I've been watching stuff. I've been cooking a little bit. Um, and good. Um, yeah. I mean, what's your you know, signature I've dish? I've, I've been drawing uh, my signature dish. I like to bake Mac and cheese with a bunch of shit in it. So I'll put like veggies and meat and stuff in it and I'll bake it. And that's very good. Um, and it's and, like simple
2: and easy to do. Yeah. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'll make the cheese sauce myself. Like, um, you know, with a bunch of different things and season it and, you know, um, I think that's it's a nice like uh, comfort food kind of situation. I made a couple of cakes that are awful, but they taste good <laughs> um, and uh, they look <laughs> terrible. They look they literally look like shit. They, they look like poop. Oh, no. Yeah. Have you
0: ever been to the site Cake Rex? No, where it's like someone tries to like recreate a cake. They oh, saw that's on so good! That's and then so they good! Their and, it's like a, of it oh and it's like oh my just god, a disaster! I
1: got it. I still might taste it. I good, should be on that,
0: but <laughs> looks like a three year old made I could, it. I could do that. That's cool though. I mean, it's like yeah, it seems like you you get you know you're getting through corns. You're doing you're doing all right. You're doing all yeah, right. Yeah,
1: ultimately, I mean, look, I've had a crazy. Because we worry
0: couple, about musicians.
1: I've had a crazy couple of years. Um for a myriad mm-hmm. for a myriad of reasons, and so ultimately, I feel like I have the tools to manage this. Um, despite, you know, I mean, obviously, like, there's definitely tensions like with my landlord. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. that is def is a headache. Um, but at the same yeah. time, I have the skill set, um, at least partially, to uh, try and, you know. Park that aside and say, okay, well, right in front of me, you know, is uh, you know whatever I'm doing, and uh, I think it, that's just really important.
0: You're, I have to say, like you're so together. Like I would think that your family would be very proud. Yeah,
1: I, I think. Do they, they worry are. about they,
0: you out here?
1: No, they don't. They're not worried. I, I think I'm more worried about them. Than okay. They are of me. Um, but I mean, I'm with, mm. um, I'm with. Yeah. With, yeah, I know that feeling. I'm with some of them, though. Um, so that's the thing, too. I left my apartment um, just because a lot of people live in that apartment. And I felt like it wasn't wise to stick around in the middle of something like this. It just wasn't a very I uh, because a lot of times I might get a cold, you know, somewhat frequently um, in the winter. And, you know, I, even though I guess now it's spring, um, it's just the idea of being around uh that many people in an apartment that is just kind of a mess i would you know ra- i think it's just better mm-hmm. to kind of to take a pause so it's been good to see family too
0: oh so you're on the, are you on the west coast right no, now? no
1: i'm on the east coast my dad lives on long island okay so i'm i'm I'm. In my oh, oh there you go
2: okay wow.
1: yeah he moved from california to long island so yeah so it's i you know not too far if i need something i can figure it out but i until the city is uh is all um a little bit more figured out. I'm just gonna uh, kind of wait it out. I don't
0: blame you. It's just like we really do. I have no idea when things are gonna open back up. But I will say, like I, I'm, I'm so glad that we have like technology like this because, um, you know, as as someone who was here for, um, let's see, 9/11, uh, the transit strike, uh, the blackout, uh, Sandy, and yeah. now this, I. <laughs> uh, you know, it's this. This for me has been. Uh, I, I would consider myself, an, and I didn't really think I was, because I like some me time. But at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, definitely an extrovert. It's definitely hard. Oh sure, sure. Uh, because even after like, even it after took you nine, this
2: to realize that.
0: It, well, I was like not <laughs> sure, because I was like, I do like sometimes need these breaks. But I was like, no, like this not being around people thing is real tough for me. Uh, because even yeah, after I miss nine, people a lot. Even after nine eleven. Uh, you know we got together we went to bars and stuff when we had the blackout we had no electricity and we were just like sweating balls but you know you could go out on this st- you go to a bar and they just have candles out and uh, you go on the street and someone would have like a TV on top of a van you know there was like that's you could be around people and I think to myself because I know that during the Spanish flu they had uh, you know some quarantines and I'm like how freaking awful like you have no idea what's going on you're not you, don't, you yeah, can't you connect can't people at all I was like thank God at least we have this sure sure yeah Yeah. You just have, you're just stuck in your house I was like thank God at least we have this technology it's it's not the same as being around people like again just, just being able to go up to a friend in a bar and just give them a hug and a pat on the back you know what wouldn't I mean? that it's be like, something you can't oh. do it and uh you know it, it, but i will say like at least at least there is like something like this so that we can communicate with people because I, I try to imagine like this what we're going through right now having happened you know like in the 80s or 90s 100 and, years ago oh my god or yeah 100 years ago but like even in my, well, my own happen. lifetime like it, it would yeah, it would just it would just be that much worse.
1: Uh, even just this technology enabling, you know, a very slim few, but some people to continue doing whatever they've been doing, I think is really valuable. Yeah, you know? sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely adjustments to be made like, uh, you know, I, I, I've i experienced that, uh, you know, with with my own job in terms of people, you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it, older people, boomers, having a little bit of trouble, <laughs> like making some adjustments, some technological Figure, adjustments. Figuring out
2: the whole internet connection thing. Yeah, Here
0: it's me funny. being like, oh shit, I could do my job from home like three days a week at least. And, you know, and they're like, no. They're just like, you know, dying, you know, kicking and screaming, waiting to go back to the old way. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of feeling the new way in some ways. <laughs> like, I still want to go yeah. to the office, but like, maybe like twice a week you know what i mean i think um, you might see some some but, companies
1: uh, reducing the amount of people that actually have to go to the office anyways after this i think i could yeah. I mean, maybe i'm totally I, wrong but i i, could I agree see completely yeah this is getting a bit smaller and kind of treating it like not everybody has to actually be here you know in general it's che It's cheaper mm-hmm. yeah. to do that yeah uh, you know
2: I was, I was about to say the same thing. Like, how much money do you think they'd, they'd probably save just having a smaller building with less people in it and yeah. just relying on and having everybody having, like, a rotating desk piece, like, have fewer yeah. desks.
0: Like, it's like, okay, this is so-and-so's desk on, like, Mondays, and it's so-and-so's right, on right, Tuesdays. Right. And you know what I mean? You know, something like that might be kind of cool. But, yeah, it is a, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make that joke, James. We are living in strange times. <laughs>
2: Nice. We debated whether we debated whether to open with something like that. We weren't sure. No, I was thinking I was like, I
0: can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I'm like, You got it. it. I'm gonna make a dad joke.
2: I have one one question that I've not been able to ask yet. So we talk about our whole thing is that we go to concerts. What is the best concert that you ever went to as a fan?
1: Okay, well, I've been to a lot of concerts and um I've liked a lot of them for different reasons. But sure uh easily my favorite one was in twenty sixteen I saw Radiohead and I oh, had to pay. at the Where? garden um and I <laughs> I got there so early that I was like in the third row of people. Like I was waiting there for hours. Nice. Um I did and, the same thing
2: for Vampire Weekend, I stood in the yeah, same spot for six hours.
1: That show is <laughs> A I got like some sort of, uh, early like because I was like in the, I think because I gave my email or something, there was some discount where it my ticket was not as expensive as the normal value, uh, because those tickets can run up a lot, and um, oh, and insane. Bec- I get I I think it was a mix of where I was and just their stage volume, but I didn't wear any ear protection and they were not too loud at all. Like, even though they were playing this huge place, wow. I afterwards didn't have any mm-hmm. sort of ear problems, which I've dealt with for loads of other bands. Um, that that sure. to me was kind of um, inspiring in and of itself. I was like, wow, if you can play the garden and not give someone hearing damage, that's so cool.
0: Yeah, I have a question about that. is Is that on the band on the band's tech people or on the venue's it's tech honestly, people?
1: It's honestly, it's honestly on probably a mixture because some bands have very loud stage volume, which makes it a little bit more difficult for the other people to do their job. Be- because if you're supposed to be balancing out everything, especially like if you have your all of your stuff on the stage, you know, you might be um, dealing with uh, issues as far as you know. Um, if everyone is, you know, cheering and you have a ton of mics that might be in conflicting areas, you don't want feedback or, you know, weird things that might come up. Um, but ultimately, uh, I think that it's, uh, I don't know. It's primarily in a, in a venue that big, it's primarily on the front of house person, um but in smaller venues it's it's more on the band i say that because sometimes the pa Mm. system cuts out at a huge show and you hear how loud the band actually is and even if they're playing super loud because it's a huge venue it doesn't sound that loud comparatively um Mm So at that point, but as a band, generally, it's always better to have a lower stage volume because then you just give the, the engineer more control to make the band sound good. You know, it's hard if if you need something to come to in volume to come up. But if it's all the way down, it's still really loud. Then you can't do a lot mm-hmm. with it. So, yeah, but that that was my probably my favorite show overall. But there have been a lot of great shows, Um, you know, uh, smaller shows or uh, other, you know, uh, things like I think that'll be like the main answer but I feel like another another great one um, would have to be like I mean I've seen I've seen Gogol Bordello a fair amount of times I probably think I've seen them like four times and that's not even mm-hmm. a band that I listen to their recordings that much but that show is nuts I mean that's a crazy show um, you don't have to like, I mean, I, I do like their songs, but you don't have to know any of their music to be fully in that show.
2: Sure. Just have a and good that's, time. With that's it for totally, sure, you
1: know? um, yeah, just really cool. Yeah. So I, I don't know, you know, I but I've seen a lot of great shows. I mean, my, my first show ever, I used to go to bigger shows, um, when I was younger, um, and i definitely don't go to as many now but i mean i saw mm-hmm. uh when i lived in la uh, i saw jack white at a at the fonda, at the fonda theater which <sighs> i think is a thousand cap or something so really small for mm-hmm. him uh but still a big venue in my eyes and you know seeing someone like that in a smaller venue was so cool um you know or even been, like you know. i saw um my first ever concert, I saw Roger Waters perform "Dark Side of the Moon." I mean, that's like, and it was at the Hollywood Bowl wow. too. You just can't, you can't beat that. I mean, that's yeah, that's, it's a, that's a pretty big one yeah, to start exactly. with. I'm not gonna lie. So my, you know, <laughs> but I've been really avid about going to shows. You know, seeing a, a lot of times if I'm around. I mean, less so in New York because I usually have more of a schedule. But you know, a couple times a year, I'll mm. go to California um, to do some work and see some family and stuff. And um, it's great, you know, if I see some friends and we're like, what can we go to tonight? You know, random. And you never know. Like one time it was like 15 bucks, nosebleeds, uh, Herbie Hancock and Kamasi, Washington, you know, totally, totally killer. <laughs> um, and it's just one of those Why like, not? That yeah. was a spontaneous like, fuck it. Like, let's go to the nosebleeds. Just, you know, it's it's um, love stuff like that. Yeah, I think especially in this in this day and age, going to shows uh, is that much more valuable. I
2: hear that. You know, it's like something to be said. It's like if you pay $200 for a ticket, you better be getting a great show. But it's almost better when you pay like $20 for a ticket and you get a great show because you didn't necessarily expect something like that. And so that almost stands out I mean, more, look, right?
1: I get why some shows are expensive considering that the music industry mm. is so confused and ultimately – Streaming mm. while you can make some money now is still kind of evolving in a way that it's really hard to have mm. a concrete sense of Relying on it for money that I get it like if you if you can mm. fill a ton of seats And the demand is there. I think that shows should be accessible uh, but I also understand artists knowing their worth and um, and you know, in this kind of climate looking at shows is the main way that they can survive. Um, so, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a mix of things, but it always is fun to be surprised, you know, go, going to a random thing and just totally being floored is, is great.
0: Who awesome would be now. like a dream for you to open up for?
1: That's a current band or like of all time.
0: Um, like realistically, like you could open. for Okay. Them I would say
1: for us, In our realm of music, because I, you know, I think that if we open for like a really big artist, it would probably be like uh, Beck or St. Vincent um, or uh or, or I uh, think that'd be a cool one Oh, yeah. would be mag- magnificent oh that'd be that's, really cool that's that actually that's, would be that's that's a my, great my choice answer. it's I a really cool Gorillas idea yeah. because our, our yeah. music, good call yeah yeah i didn't think that's a great one i mean we're always changing as a band but right now we're doing a bit more of electronic stuff and while i don't rap or anything my writing is definitely a bit more influenced by you know hip-hop and uh things kind of adjacent to what they do. And I like, I like that blend of alternative sure. and hip hop in a way that doesn't feel, um, I don't know, like, uh, it, it's, it feels believable. Like listening to a gorillas record, I think maybe it's cause there's a lot of features and stuff, but it, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. forced. It doesn't feel like, Oh, you're just trying mm-hmm. to throw some rap on this song. Like it's, it feels really good. And I think, um, yeah, that's, that's my top answer. I love gorillas.
2: That's a cool one. And also like you guys, you don't sound exactly like them. So like we talked yeah, about before, I mean, I would it would just if be it the was, same thing twice. That's you know? kind
1: of where we're changing, right? Like if, if it was a while ago, I might've said, uh, Arctic monkeys or Royal blood. Um, oh. you know, I mean, mm-hmm.
2: but uh, I yeah, had to, get to see them coming up.
1: Royal blood. I, I mean, Royal I blood. caught their first LA show, which is at the Troubadour, I think. Um, and yeah, Get so Three hundred cool. cap and it was cool that the the, the uh, band Muse were in the audience too. Um no. uh, cuz it's Stop. LA and that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> and I met uh, I, I met God I met the drummer of Royal Blood. Um he was super nice that's outside really cool. by the bus. Um and it was just really great. Uh and also now I'm just I'm going back to your previous question, but I went to see the band Mini Mansions at the Troubadour. Um, they are a side project of the bassist of Queens of the Stone Age. And uh, oh, they okay. a little bit more new wave than Queens. Obviously Queens is like a you know big mm. rock band, but uh, Mini Mansions right, is right. more new wave. And they put out an album when I was in high school that was really good and it had a feature from Brian Wilson, and it had a feature from uh, Alex Turner. And at that show, <sighs> Alex Turner came out and did his part of the song, and I touched—I touched his foot, and I put—I put a Living <laughs> Strange card in his shoe. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, awesome. sure, I'm sure. That's was, smart. That's he smart. he was annoyed and threw it out, but I don't care because dude, we've done it was that. Awesome. I mean, it was such a surprise because. You know, I was thinking, oh, they'll probably just play his feature on a track or, you know, maybe one of them will do it. And then he came out and I was like, oh, shit. Here mm-hmm. he is. Um, that was. Yeah. I met those guys, too, actually, because they, they did a uh, record release and they signed my copy. That was super fun.
2: Yeah. Arctic Monkeys. That's a big bucket list band for me. I haven't got a chance to see yeah, them, unfortunately. They, they, um, so hopefully someday They
1: put on a really good show. I caught them on the AM tour. Yeah. Um, And. I mean that show was life changing. Also, um, because yeah, uh, Alex Turner's performance was just so well done. Total example of of that kind of frontman. Um, I think I mean obviously some people kind mm. of find it silly, but it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. Of, to me, I don't think that being a little dramatic is is a bad thing. I think it's entertaining, like especially these days. Um this is like far from the cool indie thing to say but I've really been enjoying uh the 1975. The music they've put out in the last year is Love them. Is I like so, yeah. 1975 a lot. Yeah. I don't know I'll why you, everybody's trashing them lately. Trash. I don't get it, I used like. to trash them. People trash them because it sounds Yeah, well, they did with Tame Impala too, but. 80s, but to me I don't really care about the 80s vibe. I care about this new yeah. new energy. Yeah they've put out a handful of songs that just seem really tasteful and cool to me. Like frail state of mind was awesome. The birthday mm-hmm. party. Awesome. Um, uh, uh, people awesome. That band has totally been kicking ass and I say it because I haven't yeah. ever seen them. Um, but I love to watch videos because I feel like, uh, Matty Healy does a really good job as a frontman uh, performing. So I got
2: my one last question um we talk you guys up a lot we talk as many bands as we can up we're trying to get people to like listen to xyz we're we basically just trying to get people to listen to what we listen to who do you want everybody else to be listening to other than the living strange Um,
1: right now well uh local to new york or or in general
2: any just a band that like you just don't think has gotten the recognition that they really should have right now
1: um um i'm gonna say moon kissed everyone ever should listen to that band that that band La. is so good they're they're i shows, saw
2: that one yeah you weren't there Drake and i jake and i went to that so one he played good. so yeah and i remember everyone, that
1: one i think that band is going to be really successful i mean i consider them successful in their own right but i, I mean, agree. as far as having a career maybe i'm you know i don't want to be all like um how do i say like uh I don't mean to put down other bands because a lot of great bands are in, you know, a city like New York, but they have really sure. stood out to me when they play shows and they make a lot of the other bands just seem, um, like, uh, um, like I, I, I don't know. I watch them and it makes me feel like, man, I should be watching this show at a bigger venue. You know, <laughs> um, that, that's, that's what I felt. Cause I saw like
2: when you guys were with them at union the pool, shows.
0: Yeah, I I've had that feeling yeah. before. It's interesting that you say that. Like, I feel right. like I should be watching these guys at a bigger venue. Also, had the opposite happen. Okay, well, like, yeah. I like this so. bad venue had these had shoes shirt. are too big for you. Sure.
1: And also, um, a boy named John. I don't know if you know that band. Um, we yep. yeah, you Good saw people. them play, right? So I've, I've known played. them for a long time, and they don't right. really play the style of music that I like to listen to a lot. Like, they are definitely more um like kind of my chemical romance style rock emo kind of thing yeah post hardcore um kind of. what i would call new jersey music but i think that um <laughs> i think Very that much. they just fucking do it so well that even though it's not really my thing i'm like i love this band like i think they're so good at what they do yeah. that they really should have a huge audience i think all the people who bought the my chem reunion tickets in two seconds should be going to a, a boy named John's shows and, and listening to that music because i think they they deserve uh more attention
2: not much mention there's like seven or eight of them and they're like really really yeah, tight up yeah, there, there too you know it doesn't awesome. feel like clashing yeah right because you get that a lot where it's just like too many people are on stage why why do you need that and sure. then of course <laughs> we we saw this band treaded shibachi which was like what 30 yeah i know, 30 that, I know
1: people. That band yeah
2: you know them, yeah, they were cool. It was so you fine. never know. It's like sometimes it's like you have it's like you just wanted your buddy up there on the guitar. You don't really need a third rhythm guitarist. But they I think they had three guitarists, bass, keyboards, yeah, yeah, a singer who played the drum or played the trumpet and it was like it all sounded really, really tight and like they, they rehearse a lot and practice and take it seriously, yeah. you know.
0: But yeah, tradition is a great example of a band where it was like there were so many people on stage. Everybody needed oh, to yeah, be there. Yeah. Yeah. It,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Everyone was relevant everyone was relevant so hey Eli, can i can i ask you for for us if we're gonna um whoop close this out if there's anything more that you wanted to say about uh the material that you have coming yeah, up that I we mean, should be we looking have for loads more um, singles like coming that
1: out. um obviously because they're singles it's just gonna okay. be one at a time um but you know they'll all have mm-hmm. videos um and mm-hmm. I feel really good about them.
0: Do you have any um, live stream performances Currently, coming
1: up? no. But honestly, I, I'm sure that I'll do more. I think um, all the ones I've done, I've been asked to do, but I I could easily do it on our own page. Um, sure. So, considering that this will probably mm-hmm. be will probably be in lockdown until June or some shit, I'm sure I'm sure oh, that oh, I'll God. be. Uh, live streaming more yeah yeah and for for that stuff you just should uh, you can uh find so. that info on our instagram uh which is at the living strange with underscores between the words i hate side note side note i hate when bands say their instagram shows i can't stand it i think it's so annoying oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm like every,
2: yeah so it's like, it's like i get needing to promote yourself I mean, like, but it's I, like i
1: promote. I promote my own band all the time in various ways, so I'm not going to hate on self-promo, but I'm like, yo, everyone knows that every band has an Instagram. Like, that's an obvious thing. Like, if right. your band this doesn't have new. an Instagram, it just probably doesn't exist.
0: We somehow managed to generally so find at that them. point,
1: I'm like, if people get your name and they like you, they'll <laughs> go to your Instagram yeah unless unless you have some unless you- unless you have some weird um name where it's not easy to find yeah
2: yeah oh sure yeah i remember so, i saw we the band fitness who was the guy from uh i want to say inside out who, who did that band inside out uh, or that song inside out it was like a 90s one-hit wonder anyway, it was a guy from there and the band's name is fitness but he's like uh, uh we had to put our name for instagram as fitness <laughs> was taken so i'm like yeah, all right yeah, that makes sense like you know that
0: i guess yeah um but can we can we close out with like one more song yeah absolutely
1: i will play uh you're so beautiful i feel like i'm in a mellow mood right now there you so go I'm to play the i've been waiting
2: on this for forever when are you gonna release this one
1: um I actually don't know yet, but it's done. I mean, the recording is done and it sounds exactly how I would like it to sound. So I'm really happy with it. I think personally Great. that recording is I think, the I've, best I think I've heard,
2: heard you play it ever. live two or three times. Uh,
1: yeah, you're so beautiful. Here we go.
3: so much pain you and I are not the same don't know if I'm right or if I'm insane you're so beautiful it makes my heart hurt it makes my eyes cry it makes my soul bleed you're so beautiful it makes me so me softly that i am nothing and i don't want to scare you now but i don't really know how hard to let anyone in i won't allow so why you never trust yourself don't deserve somebody else do I love you or do I just hate myself cause not nah-
2: thank you so much yeah oh my god reach
0: your hand out reach your hand out to me just like you did at the show oh thank you
2: seriously
0: (laughs) thank you Uh. thank you so much for that uh so listen i'm gonna i'm gonna stop the recording um but uh you know for everybody out there again uh at the living strange with all the underscores check them out um, yeah, we really, you so really, really appreciate for joining it. joining us. We really appreciate that. Quor- Sherry's in quarantine. And I'm going to hit the stop button now. Days we
3: never oh. fell away.